Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Heart is a Muscle Podcast with the one and only Joseph, yours truly, who's speaking, and the lovely and luscious Jordan James. Hello. Just Jordan James over there. Trauma-informed coach, Jordan Trauma James. Trauma-informed coach, just Jordan James. What are we talking about today, Jordan James? Today, we are going into some relationship inception, talking about relationships within relationships, so like how different parts of us relate to different parts of our partner and um we'll dive into like more of our our personal story but there's also some real gems at the end yeah so hang around because we kind of wrap this whole up with some real wisdom at the very end as we always do as we always do so enjoy folks hello hello you go first you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all of our wonderful viewers out there. This is the Heart is a Muscle podcast mm-hmm. with Joseph, the one and only, and Jordan James. Juicy Jordan James. Juicy Jordan James over there. Shouts outs to our 13 listeners. Potentially 14 listeners. Potentially 14 listeners. We are growing. Thanks to everybody out there who enjoys the channel. We love hearing from you, and we're hearing from more of you which Mm -hmm. is so good yeah so yeah we're gonna keep doing this because it sounds like people are enjoying it and we're helping helping save relationships helping save relationships is it it possible jordan that people love relationships i would say it's possible is it possible that people need relationships yes a thousand hard yes hard yes so that's why we're we're going relationship inception tonight and we're going to relationships within relationships how many levels deep are we going to go in relationships? I'm not sure because our parts have parts, so we could go pretty deep here. So, eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> we always like going deep. Hey, hey Jordan James, if you know what I'm talking about. Righteous. Righteous. So, um, I actually don't remember what the hell we're going to talk about. You came up with this. You were inspired. <laughs> wow, that's very accusatory. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like it's uh, it's praiseworthy because. My, I had a topic, and then you're like, baby, baby, fuck your topic. Let's <laughs> no, <laughs> I had that, this great idea. That happened last time. <laughs> this time, I just casually mentioned that I had an idea. Yeah, and it was a great idea. Um, So, would you do us the honor of telling us what we're talking about tonight? Yeah, and you know, I'm going to be perfectly... Per- Whoa, can I start that over? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be perfectly honest that I don't know exactly where this is going to go. But this is just a thought that I had. Um, And that is, so let's just say we have like three different groups of parts inside of us. Like there's so many different ways we can group our parts. But let's just say like if we grouped our parts into like child Jord and Joseph, teenage Jordan, teenage Joseph, and adult Jordan, adult Joseph. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, how do those parts relate to each other? And also, like, inviting our listeners to think about how those different parts of them relate to different parts of their partner. Yep. This is... um, Now, we're both pretty well versed in IFS therapy, internal family systems. You more than I I would say, because you practice this on the daily with, with the people you help. Sure do. Um, I'm more of a up and coming learner. I don't know. You're pretty fucking competent. I'm pretty just good. Say. Um, but 
how much is this theory um, an expansion on uh, kind of existing IFS therapy? Or is this something totally different that you are spearheading here? What do you think? Um, well, okay, one thing I want to be clear about just for my own business and like scope of practice hygiene, when you say the word therapy, I just want to make it really clear that I'm not practicing therapy and like I'm not a therapist. Right. So, um, did I say therapy? Yeah, internal family systems therapy. Oh, yeah. Well, and shame like on me. <laughs> the way that I, I mean, it is a therapeutic model. Um, or a model taught to therapists, but it's also just describing the way our inner world is. <laughs> like, it's just like the way that our psyche is. So it's not just a therapy model. Like it has changed my life in every single area. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to be for my own like business hygiene to be clear about that. You are so hygienic. <clears throat> so hygienic. <laughs> I just took a shower too. Um, all right. So, I think it's it's just a riff off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I I mean with oh I forget what it's called, but there's a whole like um, child parent like ego kind of state. The teenager one is kind of new. I'm I'm that's like a little bit new. So it's just like my own riff. It's from my own brain. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it'd just be kind of interesting to. Like what happens if we categorize our parts this, in this way and and like ask ourselves how do like different parts of us respond? Like how do yeah. our adults respond when they're together? How does my adult respond when your child comes out? How Ooh. do our teenagers get along with each other or don't mm-hmm. get along or trigger each other or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. You heard it here first. This is groundbreaking experimental thought with uh, Jordan James here on right. internal family systems. Because I think this is a great idea because we have naturally kind of run across these different age groups of our parts. Um, I think for me, this is probably the part that gives the most validation to IFS therapy is that it is super intuitive of like, we all kind of speak this language anyways. Exactly. And when you focus it through this uh, modality here it could be a really powerful tool because we've you know we use this language all the time it's kind of how we talk about our inner worlds because uh, we find it really constructive we hope all of you are are giving it a try too because we believe you'll find it constructive um, but yeah like what what's a time where say like a child like part of you has come out Hmm. yeah that's a good question i notice sometimes i talk in a little girl voice like if i'm asking for something sometimes mm-hmm. i'll make a request in like a little girl voice mm-hmm. i notice that um what else like when we play sometimes not like intellectual play but like I don't know, creative play maybe when or we derp around. <laughs> when we derp, I feel a little bit more like a teenager. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it depends on the situation because yeah, there's definitely sometimes, and let's define what derping is. Derping is <laughs> is basically just hanging out somewhere 
without a goal, without an agenda, and just really enjoying everything there is about mm-hmm. each other and whatever you're doing. So, like, I remember when... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great definition. Yeah. Um, when we... How long had we been dating? For a while, we would... Uh, when we were living together at a different place, we would go to, what was it, an Albertsons or a Safeway or something? Thriftway. A Thriftway. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the last remaining Thriftway. <laughs> <laughs> and we just like kind of go through the aisles and be like, what Yeah, what do we want to do? Or we want to get some munchies? Do we want to just look at stuff? Mm-hmm. Do want to see what's in the deli? <laughs> some fried chicken? It's just that like... <laughs> silliness of like let's go see what we can see and i think this was pre-covid too so like we had no we had none of this understanding of social distancing and no covid and corona and all this bullshit so everyone was just their normal selves before this was in the the pc times Mm -hmm. pre-covid times yeah that was when the cashier fucking called you out. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's just recap this story. Uh, we might have recapped this before, but this is I a hilarious story. <laughs> you want to tell it? Um, I kind of forget it a little bit, but... Yeah, I can um, think about it, too. You, yeah, you were at... Oh, fuck, we were, I forget. I remember the punchline, but I don't remember things leading up to the so punchline. So I'll, I'll do the lead up to it. I remember the punchline, so we'll, we'll put this together. <laughs> together. Um, we were buying something... <laughs> And we went through the Thriftway uh, cashier, and there was she seemed like a pretty young, um, young lady. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe a, little, a bit, little on the spectrum. A little bit on the spectrum. Yeah. A little something, but a real sweetie. <laughs> and we were just kind of putting our things through, and she said something to me, and I like you know made some like silly little quip back, and then she like dropped this bomb on me, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like shuddered me it was just like oh and she could see that what she had said had like set me back and she was just like yeah right uh-huh, yeah she, to was, you. she was looking at me like yeah, yeah i fucking nailed that one. <laughs> and i was just like oh <laughs> yeah here i thought you were this innocent little thing and you just cut me down you yeah. cut me deep <laughs> what did she say i know i i remember she said something about your hair she was like yeah you know you look pretty good but um you know, if you get a new haircut or something, you'd look better or something like that. Or like everything but your hair or something like oh, that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't remember the punchline. I remember the essence of the punchline. But so this isn't a great story. No, but sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those things where um, someone that we thought was just a, a, you know, a sweet little person was actually pretty witty and just like really smacked me in the face <laughs> she smacked you right in the face and i had with like all of your insecurities yeah I, it, it was wasn't just, just like, your hair like she <laughs> called it out i had no response yeah. i was just like oh, <laughs> oh fuck did not shot across the deck <laughs> yeah anyway so let's get back to our our topic here so um all right childlike parts my childlike parts, if I may. You may. Um, sometimes I have a little boy part that just kind of follows you around. Yeah. Like, I'll just kind of just be really feeling lovey for you and like wanting your attention. And I I, I call it my little puppy part. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of follow you around. But it is mm-hmm. a really young little boy essence. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. I'll just kind of follow you around and just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, remember that time when we had a fucking love or joygasm? We've had a couple of those like literal, like ecstasy through joy. Yeah. If through you've never just had a like laughter. I've never had them until I met you. I don't think, I think I may have had like lesser versions of it, but when you and I have it, where you just like overcome with like <laughs> yeah. giggly joy. Yeah. Those are, yeah. <laughs> it's those the are fucking best. Fun but I feel like I'm in, I feel like a child. Yeah. When I do that. Mm-hmm. It's like real childlike joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, let's move on to teenager parts. Cause I have a couple teenager parts that are really, they're very sweet parts for me. Um, because when I was a teenager, uh, I was pretty steeped in, in anger, I think, more than anything else. And I expressed it through kind of this like weird superiority complex of just not wanting to participate and kind of being grumpy. I thought it was, like I was kind of moody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was the moody artist. Yeah. Um, so when my parts express themselves with you through that like kind of teenage one it's in situations where it's just like wow i wish i would have been able to have this experience as a teenager and it would have been so magical one of them that super stands out in my mind um which is probably one of the best experiences i've had in my life like up there wow i'm listening yeah forbes top 10 like experiences in my life damn when we we weren't even really officially dating but we took a motorcycle trip to the beach mm-hmm. or the coast we don't really have beaches we have the coast yeah <laughs> yeah let's be honest mm-hmm. and we were staying in a little tiny airbnb with this weird like gay man and, and his, his parrot his giant parrot <laughs> <laughs> really awesome guy um total sweetheart but there was a lake that was kind of a pre-ocean lake uh, in the town that we were staying at. And there was this little dock that we had ventured out on. And it was the most ideal night. This lake had houses all around it. And the stars, the stars were like were reflecting out. off of the lake Dude, water. It was so serene. Awesome. Yeah. So serene. And we sat on that dock for a while and just kind of cuddled. And it was funny because you were like having uh panic attacks about like what if the like cascadia event happens right oh now? my god yeah <laughs> i was like could you imagine if like tsunami sirens went off right now yeah and i remember thinking like i wouldn't give two shits i would say this is a this would be exactly how i'd want my life to end because this mm. is such a perfect moment and that was yeah. a real like little teenage moment of me of just being like wow i finally like found this awesome girl but even at that time we were still playing it pretty cool so it was like yeah oh man, is this real or not? And it was just my that teenage part was just like, I don't care. I just want to enjoy this. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. That helps me experience that night in a totally different way. Cause I didn't realize that was your teenage part. Yeah. But that makes so much sense. You yeah. know, thinking back uh, in this context, it does feel like that. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. Whenever I rode my motorcycle, I feel like a, I felt like a real badass like teenager young man yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah yeah Yeah, actually you know what that's true like when we were dating it was our teenage parts Mm -hmm. because i felt like such a badass like 
rebellious teen rebellious teen on the back of your bike mm-hmm. yeah i felt so cool yeah so that's fun yeah that that whole time for me was a real redemption of my teenage years because mm-hmm. like thinking of my teenage parts i'm like man that's like where a lot of my trauma is that's like where a lot of my feeling bad about my body and like um relationships with guys and stuff trauma is Mm -hmm. like my little kid part has that too like with my relationship with my dad but um yeah my my teenage part holds a lot of fucking trauma but that's also where my rowdy parts are too in your teenage years yeah i feel like my rowdy parts are definitely more adult rowdy parts really yeah Mm -hmm. more like college age rowdy parts because I had some pretty rowdy times in college that were pretty fun. Yeah. And so those parts are always trying to like recreate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I don't know. I was never rowdy when I was a teenager. I was the opposite. I was, I was like somewhat rowdy as a teenager, but I was also pretty clean cut. I didn't, I didn't do too much bad stuff. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the time that I've been the rowdiest was after my divorce. Yeah. What I mean, we were taking hella psychedelics and <laughs> stacking, 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 on stacking. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And I just did not give a fuck. I remember getting on your bike after I came back from um, South America. So like, yeah, and I had I had grown up or something. I felt because I was like, man, getting on this bike is not the same. Like how was I okay with this before? Like we're going so fast and yeah. like, I care, I care about dying more right now than I, I did back then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, this is like these parts of me that cared. They were not there. Like I was a total teenager when I was yeah. fucking rowdy. I remember that. Um, because there were some of the times we would ride and you would like just be dancing on the back of my bike. Just yeah. fucking, <laughs> I was like, hold on, fuck, you're going to fall off. And you didn't give a shit. No, you just, I didn't we had give the speakers a fuck. In my, and the helmets and you would just crank your music that was like keeping you going. And you just danced on the back of that bike. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That one's got a death wish here and I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah those that those parts feel really teenager like even though I wasn't like that when I was a teenager mm-hmm. I was like fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wonder if we're kind of hitting on a theme here too because, like I had mentioned, the same thing. I had such an unfulfilling teenage years that now that I'm an adult and those parts can kind of redeem some of those angsty years. Kind of a, a theme I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. The the rowdy my rowdy parts are like my suppressed teenager parts. Yeah. That were suppressed back then. Mm-hmm. And now they're like coming out to save the day in the way they never were allowed to back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a the way you describe that really resonates with my parts too. That are more the college college age rowdy mm-hmm. parts because. I had some pretty crazy times, did a lot of like stupid shit, but I also, since I was in engineering school and I knew if I didn't get my shit together, it was going to totally fail. 
did hold back and like let go of a lot of opportunities to you know be a total crazy person mm-hmm. um so yeah there is some of that for me too where it's just like oh you know i could have partied a little bit harder in college if i would have been able to keep my grades up but now i can party as hard as i want yeah because grades don't matter yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i also think like my gamer parts are my teenage parts mm-hmm. yeah like middle school teenager yeah um so how do our teenage parts get along like i feel like that's where i'm at when i'm derping usually yeah i feel like our our teenage parts um they get along great they like watch futurama together dude yeah when we watch like cartoons together yeah yeah, i feel like my teenage parts are really like Mm -hmm. having fun Mm -hmm. same i feel like when i smoke a lot of weed too i was just (laughs) about to say that yeah dj chalky hits when he comes out yeah it's real silly uh-huh um so teenage parts those are pretty fun mm-hmm. i think we're kind of lucky that our teenage parts don't really butt heads well i don't know i was gonna say i wonder if the flip side of that is that some of them do because in my teenage parts that's where i get afraid that's when i start comparing myself to other women or that's mm. when i get afraid of your rowdy parts mm-hmm. like like my rowdy parts are there to protect me from the rowdy parts of men to because if, them? yeah to out rowdy them and to not give a fuck yeah like i'm safe when i don't give a fuck i can really relate to that too i've had Sometimes for my rowdy parts, it's not so much that they are like, yeah, we don't give a fuck, like in a moody way, because I've lived that life and that sucks. It's more in a like, you know, full send, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm going to fucking burn this thing down. Uh-huh. Just, exactly. You say I'm going too hard. Well, let's kick it up a notch here. And then exactly. We'll I know. Yeah. Yep. And I wonder if when we were dating, if, because like I did not we both didn't really want anything serious. And so I wonder if like it was because our rowdy parts were able to bond. Mm-hmm. Like our rowdy parts felt kind of safe to be themselves that. I don't yeah. Know. There was, it was a, a weird dichotomy we had going on because I did have very adult parts that saw you as, uh, as a really like impressive I don't want to say young woman, but like woman, mm-hmm. um, it was really like going through some, some shit, but really going through it and yeah. like not going to let it knock you down. Mm-hmm. And my adult parts were like, okay, like don't fuck around with this one, but you know what? We'll fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause <laughs> there was a lot of times you pushed my masculine in like real subtle ways. Like, um, I didn't really smoke a lot of weed before I met you. I did every once in a while, but man, you, when I first met you could really fucking tug. I totally could. There was, (laughs) I was going hard on the weed. There was sometimes where we would go and sit out on the back porch and we'd like get a whole bowl packed up. And for for me back then, a a whole bowl was a, that was a long ride. (laughs) And there was a few times I was just sitting there just baked to fucking high heaven <laughs> and just being like, 
shit, she's hitting that again. Like, <gasps> man, if I hit that again, I am going absolutely sideways. <laughs> and it's just like you'd pass it to me and be like, what up? And I'd be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I remember being like really impressed and like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. you played it off pretty well, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty smooth like that. Yeah. But there was definitely some like parts of me that were like, we went off the deep end a while ago, bro. You better not hit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Now, now we both smoke. We could both keep up with each other. Yeah, we can. But but we're not doing that anymore. So no, we're on a hiatus from the merry ones because yeah. it's kind of it's time to uh, get some shit done. It's time to be an adult, right? Eh, I don't even know if it's time to like be an adult. That's such a lame title. But <laughs> it, <laughs> did your teenage part say that? <laughs> nah, I don't know what. Yeah, perhaps. I think all my parts are just like. Boo. We don't want to be an adult. Boo on adult. We want to be. We want to be something different. Mm-hmm. We want to play. Um. But yeah. We're yeah. On you want to be so. a kid. I don't know if I want to be a kid so much. I want to be. I don't know what my what age my parts want to be. They mm-hmm. they kind of want to be. Ageless. Uh, at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Because I don't feel. I don't feel my age. I definitely don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought I'd feel a lot older by this age and I'm just like, no, nah, I feel pretty much how I've always felt. So mm-hmm. it's not really a whole lot of wear and tear yet. So, yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. Anyways, hiatus from Mary Wands. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're teenage gonna, parts. Yeah. Teenage so parts. what about uh, our adult parts? Because, um, oh, yeah, I was telling when we were dating my adult parts. There was also um, my adult parts. What were my adult parts doing? I felt my adult parts were really present at that same time because that's when I was buying my my house. Oh, yeah. Which was, you know, such an adult thing to do. Super adulting, yeah. (laughs) I was really adulting it and I was Mm -hmm. trying to start my own business and going through all that. So my adult parts were really like, trying to be empowered and man eh, they were like so empowered that all the rest of the parts were just like this is scary and <laughs> like, we know but like we'll figure it out yeah mm-hmm. um <coughs> um is this right i don't know if this is right but your honest parts are those your adult parts those that's such a great question probably the the parts of me that chose honesty they felt really more divine you know is uh, maybe there's a level above adult parts yeah. of like divine parts because mm-hmm. that was one of those that was just like you know what um it fucking sucks to live uh, the life of like lies and deceit and untruth especially to ourselves and the fun part was that my rowdy parts were like, okay, well, now we can finally be ourselves. Fucking and let's fucking, Yeah, let's get some. <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. Okay, we're not going to do that. And we're going to say, fuck that. Yeah. Um, which is not always great. I'm pretty rude to a lot of people, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I left a lot of um, half-hearted relationships just 
dead on the vine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, but yeah, so I get that. But also, when you're honest about that with me, I don't know. I felt like, oh shit, he has some integrity. Like it made me trust you more because I was like, well, if he doesn't want to be with me, he'll fucking tell me. I remember this is kind of a side note, but when we went on our first little date thing at McMinniman's and you uh, laid the proposal on the table, so to speak, (laughs) I remember I was like a real adult, cool part of me was just like, hell yeah, like... This one is in the bag. Like, yeah. So let's play this fucking smooth. And you said to me, you were like, now don't fall in love with me. And I remember that part. Did I say that? that. Oh yeah. my God. Like in the movies. Dude, you said <laughs> that. And my smooth part was just like, don't worry. I won't. Uh, I remember that. And here we are. And you know what? Here Somehow we are. I knew that that was going to happen. And I remember, yeah, there was there was definitely a part behind that smooth part that was like, but what if she's the one? (laughs) (laughs) Really? But what if we do? (laughs) Um, yeah, because I remember being like, okay, this is way, way um too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, either this is going to turn out to be the best thing ever, or this is going to be too good to be true, and she's going to be like a psycho or something. Yeah. Which, I don't know. You weren't. You were definitely not a psycho. You Mm-mm. were just in it. <laughs> I was just in it. Yeah. So, um, this isn't a, a podcast about stories. Let's get back on yeah. track here. So, what about your uh, adult parts? What are they? Yeah, are I they actually about? don't feel like I have accessed my adult parts until recently. Like, I think even the parts of me. Well, I guess that's not true. Like when I bought my house, when I was an engineer and stuff like those are adult parts of me performing adult things. But I think I still felt kind of like I didn't feel like an adult. I'm only now starting to feel like an adult, actually, where I like walked through the fire of my fucking trauma and came out the other side. And that confidence feels very adult in me. Like, I'm just like, the adult me is just very grounded in who I am and is really clear that authenticity is the way forward. It's where I find my power. Right. And, um, yeah, it's also like feels now that I am making enough money for myself, like to live off of, I'm just like, I feel very competent with money and business and like doing it my way. Like, I think even my adult parts are pretty fucking rebellious. Like, my rebellious parts have kind of... I've always been rebellious. My kid has been... My child was rebellious, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would... Um, there was all kinds of things I did when I was a kid. But, like, even when I was in preschool, I was conning the system to get two lunches. <laughs> and, like... And we got Jordan James Bambino over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, holding up the lunch lady for another another meal. <laughs> well, it was like there was there was like a hallway connecting two different places, and you were supposed to whatever place you were in, you were supposed to stay there for lunch. But I would like eat lunch at one place and sneak down the hallway real quick and eat lunch at yeah. the other place too. Yeah, like, give me another lunch, or I'm gonna fucking <laughs> shank you. I was a biter oh in preschool. Oh my. I was oh a, shit, here comes did Jordan I, James. Did I tell you that story? You're a biter? I was a biter, yeah. And I had, so I bit a girl one time. 
and I had to write an apology note and read it at the end of uh, school during <laughs> circle time in front of everybody. Yeah. And you nailed it. My apology note was, I'm sorry you were so stupid that I had to bite you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I so was did naughty. There was parts of me that were super naughty. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry you're such a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> wow, how far you've come. Yeah, I know. But like I still kind of have that rebellious energy. There's like different stories in in like elementary school. It just feels like that's a part of my core. It's just kind of ready to fucking shake things up, stir things up, I guess. I don't want to like hurt people. I don't want to bite people, but um, I, like just creating that tension kind of living on the, in the, in the tension like that, that feels like it's been an adult. It's, it's integrated into my adult self of like bucking the system and like, yeah, if you judge me, fucking judge me. But you're yeah. like, I have found something that everybody wants. And so if you judge me for following this thing, like I don't, you, you'll get a glimpse of it one day and it might even be on your deathbed, but you're going to wish you'd found it sooner. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, That (laughs) is adult Jordan James right there. Boom. I mean, I feel like, um, when authenticity is the one who is really manning the, the, the rudder of your mm-hmm. life, it is very easy to not get deflected by all everyone's bullshit. Totally. When you can like, I feel like you really can see the matrix when like authenticity is what really guides you and someone says some shit to you and you're just like, I see all exactly. the fear and all of the hate and all of the things, all the limiting beliefs that you're just trying to like push onto me. You know what? I snatch that shit. Yep. Throw it on the ground. Totally. Yeah. Keep so trying. I, f- <laughs> I feel like that's that's the adult that I'm becoming is mm-hmm. like someone who can see the matrix. Right. But also like, I mean, yeah, I I'm a fucking Aries. Like I'll spit some hot fire, but I'm also Cancer rising, so I've also got this like watery depth and like <laughs> compassion for people and empathy. I love your watery depth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what <laughs> sorry everybody i couldn't resist that watery depth <laughs> uh what the hell does that mean you have a cancer rising i'm i'm very illiterate to astrology um i don't okay so i don't know exactly what it means but <laughs> cancer rising is like it's like your ascendant sign. So it's kind of like how you are on the inside. Your sun sign is like how you are on the outside. Oh. And your cancer rising is... That's that's like one way I've heard it described. Mm. Roger that. Yeah. You know what my rising is? Gemini. Really? Yep. Your Aquarius sun, Gemini rising. And your Virgo. Yeah, Virgo moon. Really? Yep. Hmm. So that's the part of you that needs things like tidy. Like your one part's total Virgos. So Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, adult, adult part. So how do they all work together? 
Jordan James. Well, What's yeah, your theory here? That, well, I don't know. I don't really have a theory. I was just wa- like kind of wanting to explore like because I think sometimes I'll just cut cut to like the hard part like when your boy comes out or something and I'm in my teenager I because when I'm when I was a teenager like what I the way that I learned to treat innocence was to judge it mm-hmm. and so like sometimes I can tell that I have if I'm feeling judgy toward you and because you've you've like entered into an innocent state I'm like oh like this is my theory like oh I'm in my teenager parts. Mhm. Yeah. And also like when I'm triggered by your rowdy parts or something that's also in my teenager parts. Mhm. Cuz my adult doesn't get triggered by that. Teenager parts are so dramatic. Yeah, my teenager parts are so dramatic. <laughs> and they hold a lot they hold most of my trauma too so they're just like so dramatic about everything and they oh my god. Yeah, this is actually helping me a lot because it's whenever I'm feeling that way, it's totally my teenage parts. Right. I, when I think about it through this lens, I think I probably have more younger, like little parts Uh than I do teenage parts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have quite a few adult parts. Yeah. And I think they sometimes kind of pair up. I think some of the protective or sheltering uh, parts of me that hold or try to protect exiles is a real young part, adult part relationship. Because mm. um, I remember when... Um, I tried to like go out on my own and we were looking at my finances way back in the day and like a part of you came out and was just like calling me out oh. on like I didn't have my shit together. I remember there was a real small young part of me. I didn't quite realize it at the time, but now looking back, it was just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I think I can do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I can do it. And like, you're being really mean right now. And like the only protection I had was like this adult part that stepped in and was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It like spoke up for that part. Mm. And was just like, yeah, I don't have this like all fucking figured out. And like, I'm working on all this stuff. And like, you know, it had to like speak that little boy's voice Mm -hmm. through like an adult man's voice Mm -hmm. to like challenge this like pretty... Uh, aggressive like masculine adult female voice because i felt like i was getting yelled at by my fucking professor (laughs) whoa i was getting yelled at by some like um adult yeah you know anyways (laughs) (laughs) yeah no actually this is so helpful because like it's helping me understand deeper what was happening inside of you during these times Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, what was I in during that time? It, how do I describe it? Like, it felt like it was the hard-nosed, like, yeah, adult part of me. Like, that feels like there's only one way to adult. It's a part I've only seen express itself in you very few times. Really? Yeah. And it is. It's this weird, like, accountant, like, super hard-nosed accountant. Yeah. It's just like, you don't know what you're doing, 
and I can tell and like because you don't know what you're doing I don't know what I'm fucking doing here and it makes me worried it's this like weird kind of like um almost kind of passive thing of like and like now I'm worried and like <laughs> you know what that means when I'm worried and it's just it's kind of this weird like veiled threat threat part um, uh, totally no that's so true but that I haven't I think that part of you has either kind of wised up or integrated or no it's still there I just don't give it a voice yeah I I just am like whoa 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 like we're not doing that anymore yeah another Mm -hmm. adult part of you (laughs) yeah yeah totally because to me that I think it's the energy that my that I inherited from my mom Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah, because she with her story she was an orphan at 16 so she had to like get herself through she had to like be that super masculine Mm -hmm. super competent and felt threatened by and or not threatened but like i don't know if anybody wasn't that yeah she'd like kind of say so yeah i feel like your your mom is such a an interesting person she's a super sweet woman who's like overcome so much bullshit and kind of there's a real sense that i get from her that because she had to like grow up so quick she probably doesn't have very many teenager parts because her teenager parts had to become adults. Yeah. And I feel like there's very, there's like some very young parts of her that still yeah. exist that are really sweet I and know. like just wanting to be a sweet little girl. And yeah. then it's just like this army of adult parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I love my mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So it felt like that's, that part of me was inherited or taught to me like from her, from right. the that army of adult parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, not to shit on her. Like it's that part has served me well. Yeah. It's, it's also part of my strategy parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what age genre do your strategy parts in? I feel like your strategy parts are real low key, like wily parts. They're real, like Loki parts of just like, yeah, you know, just doing my thing over here and bam. Yeah. Fuck got you. They kind of, <laughs> they, I mean, I first had to really start using my strategy parts. Honestly, I wonder if I've developed such great strategy because of my narcissistic abuse with my dad. Probably. And I, I had to like play my cards very well with him. Mm -hmm. to get what I needed and also keep myself safe. So I don't know, like I've integrated those strategy parts into like what feels like my adult parts, but they feel like they've been with me for a very long time since Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. I'm thinking back now to, um, there's some young parts of me that, interesting i'm reading this book about mindset right now and there's some concepts that kind of have brought me back to younger parts of me and it was just like motherfuck like i totally got set up with a shit mindset on this thing and it has affected me my entire life oh wow because like there's um a group of real young parts of me that 
really love to play and like play is just it doesn't matter what it is and i remember when i was a young kid like playing with legos and all that kind of shit um where i could have like creativity and real tactileness and like i was always putting shit in my mouth and like (laughs) you know i'd hold on to like legos in my mouth like some kind of weird monkey (laughs) and then i'd like put them in little piles and i'd always be like touching them and playing them all this kind of stuff it was just this weird real playful part of me i remember when i was a kid so it always happened around christmas time because at my grandma's house is when we got my aunt and uncle's family together and then my family together and we were very different very different and like when we were kids um my uncle was a programmer and my dad was a mechanic (laughs) Mm -hmm. so there was always like this weird dynamic of like oh okay well um that side of the family is the smart side of the family and this side is like the blue collar like you know lives on the farm Mm -hmm. and it was this weird mindset because everyone always thought my cousin jeff we're like super similar in age um not so much now but like when we were kids we were the same in stature all this kind of stuff we were kind of (laughs) just identical as cousins should be but he, like, I remember this so vividly. My mom brings this story up. You could ask her next time you see her. Um, we got, like, a puzzle or something like that for Christmas when we were really young. And my cousin Jeff I grabbed this puzzle and started, like, putting it together, and you know, as you should with a puzzle. I, I don't even remember this, but my mom always tells it, like, I just dumped that fucker out and then, like, started loading it in, like, my truck that I had gotten, like, toy truck. and was just, like, hauling around. And I remember it was this weird thing where we're like, well, that makes sense. And it was just oh. like, oh, oh, boo. Wow. Boo. That, and like that mindset stuck with me. Really? Like yeah. what, did, how, what meaning did you make of that? I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm the dumb one and Jeff's the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It's brutal. <sighs> Jeff's a good guy, though. Yeah, I think he's a, I can't remember what he did, but he did a lot of social work for a long time. And it was just like, go you. That's a cool. Good guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Anyways, but like, yeah, there are those parts of me that still kind of hold on to those mindset things. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, we're just the dumb kid who lives on the farm. Like, uh, I guess we just load shit in trucks and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah. Boo on that. Boo on that, yeah. But that kind of probably goes to, well, now that we have this theory and we're kind of, we've been recollecting all these parts, now what do we do with this, Jordan James? What's wrong? What if, like, these parts have things that need fixing or solving or hearing or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know if there's anything to do with them. Um, It's just... I mean, there is a thing to do with them, but just like meeting them where they're at and understanding them more. Yeah. And it's helped me see you more clearly to hear about which uh-huh. parts are like more teenage parts or adult parts or kid parts. Cause now when they come out, like I just, I can relate to them in a different way and I can yeah. communicate. I can notice my parts in myself if I start judging or if I start like, um, feeling insecure or whatever it's like oh yeah okay i am back to being like 14 again 16 no. again 
Oh yeah, you get. Oh, I gotcha. Um, I have one question for you though. Where? What about your angry parts? You know, I think you kind of witnessed a breakthrough with this the other day because my angry parts feel, or at least for a long time, have felt like real um, adult parts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they somehow like model, like my mental image of them is like some kind of like angry old man, you know, the angry king, you know. Yeah. And when, yeah, I had that breakthrough the other day when those parts finally uh, admitted it to themselves that like they're so angry because they want to, they just want to to play Mm -hmm. like, and they feel like they can't. Mm -hmm. And man, that just broke me, Mm -hmm. broke me Mm -hmm. and broke those parts. Yeah. So much now that like I feel really happy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> feeling pretty cheery. Yeah. And pretty I think the the best thing about it is that you I don't have that like gloom hanging over me because that is uh when you have angry adult parts it feels like they just carry this this uh miasma of like anger and hatred and judgment and uh just grumpy ass shit grumpiness yeah. is this weird gray fog totally that just like settles on oh you. my god tell me about it i was just there today <laughs> parts of me are still fucking grumpy <laughs> yeah yeah uh i like what you were saying about how being able to see this uh, more refined lens on the microscope of our inner uh, civilization allows you to better relate to my inner civilization yeah exactly so that's a really useful thing for relationships yeah yeah so like i don't know if people are going to get a lot of value out of the stories that we've been telling but you might get a lot of value out of doing this exercise with your partner yeah or thinking through with your own parts where you know what parts of you are kind of what are your child parts like what are your teenage parts like what are your adult parts like Um, yeah yeah. i've said this before that i think every man does have a little boy part of them yeah will permanently be a little boy um and they probably have a teenage yeah part because real virile part not even so much that but like just that 14 year old that loves like video games and farts and you know girls girls yep well that that can be many ages (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i feel like the like 14 year old part for a lot of guys is the one that really loves like muscle cars and dirt bikes Mm -hmm. and like heavy fucking metal that's a real grungy like 14 year old part that's a real grungy like white 14 year old part (laughs) oh come on now (laughs) yeah true but um but yeah no i get it (laughs) it's real like grungy hick yeah <laughs> hick thing um but i think every guy has a little bit of that you know mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever met a guy who doesn't like see a kick-ass car and be like mm. i have <laughs> well no yeah i'm not sure but there's all sorts because there's a lot of guys that are have feminine cores to them yeah too, you know well, so i don't know true. but yeah 
So, yeah. Well, what do we want to... we got a few more minutes. What do you want to, like... What do you want to do with this, Jordan James? Um... I just want to say thank you. I feel like this is the beginning of a conversation that we're going to be able to have in real time when we are, I mean, we kind of already do this, but like when we're triggered or in parts or whatever, we can communicate with one another about like, oh shit, this part feels, Mm -hmm. this part is like a teenage part. Oh, this part's like a childlike part or like, oh, this is one thing, um, Oh, this is one thing that I wanted to say is relationships where it's mostly one person in their child parts and one person in their adult parts is like a parent child dynamic. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think like that's okay sometimes like not that I'm the final judge, but it's like, I don't know that that's normal sometimes, but like to fluidly be able to move out of that and be two adults again. Mm hmm. And so when I set boundaries around like, okay, if you need my help, I need you to ask for my help. That is me saying like, I need you to intuit the needs and like hear the needs of your young parts that are stuck and then come to me as an adult and ask for my help. Yeah. So I'm not like caretaking your child parts. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's another layer of this of, Parts speaking for parts, and we've kind of alluded to that, where, yeah, when, for me, it has always seemed kind of a defensive thing, where it's just, like, a young part of me needs, like, its big older brother to be like, what up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a, a much different part, too, where it's just, like, yeah, uh, a part that needs help, but is too scared to ask for it, needs that adult part to be like, I got you. Yep. I'll ask for help. Yeah. I'll find the solution. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And and that that like because some I think sometimes resentment can build when one partner feels like they're mostly the adult. Oh man, that is like a one-way ticket to yeah. resentment. Yeah. And they're a caretaker <laughs> to other parts. Yeah. And like the the person just doesn't have the adult to child relationship within themselves and they're hiring that out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that this can be like kind of an awareness of that, of um, like, do my adult parts feel resentment for anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, making requests for needs of like, okay, I, I know that this teenage heart is hurting but I like, I need you not to withdraw from me. Yeah. Like that's my Ooh, thing is I've got go. to like talk to that part who only wants to withdraw from you and like hide yeah. to actually be an adult and come closer to you. What a great uh, insight because yeah, that that's a conversation we've had. Yeah. Where, yeah, I've definitely, and it's even, it's interesting because when I empower myself to set those boundaries with you, they are really adult parts that feel like, look, I see like when, when I look into myself and use my nonviolent communication, whenever I use nonviolent communication, it really feels like an adult spokesperson is speaking for me. That's right. Same, same. So yeah. 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 It's an, it's, 
kind of translating the needs and the voices of the child parts and the teenage parts into an adult clear language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the opposite side of that, when, cause I feel like, I don't know if we experience this, but I know, I know, I know I have people that I know that do experience this where they're either stuck or like trending towards a younger part and their partner is like talking down to that young part mm-hmm. and um, the they don't have the understanding to have an adult part of them speak to them and so they'll kind of come with this like victim childlike yeah like, you know if you don't want me to act like a child then don't treat me like a child mm-hmm. you know those kind of responses that's a childish response yeah like whenever somebody has like just childish child childish mentality it to me it reflects like that childlike part doesn't have an adult part to represent so it's got to represent itself yeah and what is a child gonna do act like a fucking child that's right and so that's so true you know that can be kind of an awareness too of like when you're acting like a child it's so crazy because when you know you're acting like a child having a tantrum or something like that this is me Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is me every once in a while um when you're in it and that child is throwing a fucking tantrum it doesn't give a shit doesn't give two shits it's gonna throw its tantrum and nothing's gonna stop it but then eventually a more elderly part will kind of like tap it on the back of the head and be like what are you doing Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so maybe allow that to be some awareness too of if you're feeling like a petulant child probably because you have a petulant child part of you that is got a real need that's not being addressed yeah and it's like your job to to like listen to that child and actually figure out what the need is right yeah totally totally and like what this is bringing up in me too is so many people who feel like man I'm, i feel like her dad or i feel like his mom it's like what parts of what adult parts of you are perpetuating that yeah and like what if you step outside of that role and set a boundary around that childlike part and to say like look i get that this is what you're feeling but like i need you to connect to the adult inside of yourself and take take these actions like i need you to ask for help or like make it really clear about what you need and then it's up to the other person to decide if they want to create that relationship with themselves or not what about this this is a little bit counter to what you just said because i agree with what you said that's a really powerful thing what if when you can realize, okay, my partner is stuck in this like childhood state to let kind of compassion come forward and say like, well, let me kind of go into a younger part of me, of my part and try and meet this part where it's at with compassion to be like, I see, you know, I see you. Yeah. It feels shitty. And like, yeah, I don't like that either. You know, when I, when, you know, my turtle died, like I felt sad like this too. Mm -hmm. to kind of meet a part where it's at in age and then help bring it back to a more appropriate age to deal with whatever the 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 missing uh, unmet need is what do you think about that yeah no like i think that is like that sort of dynamic is like healthy in relationships but if it's stuck 
Yeah. And just that dynamic and resentment is building. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's, it shouldn't be one partner's job always to like nurture the other partner's child. Yeah. Like it should be, I'm using shoulds. I'm aware of that, but like, you're shitting all over us, I, baby. I, yeah, I think <laughs> like oh, it's all shitty. Our own adult self, like the goal, I guess, is for our own adult self to be the internal attachment figure for our mm-hmm. inner children, and then your partner is a secondary attachment figure. Yeah, I think there's one more level to this, which is kind of the divine self, the God yeah. self, which is self itself. Yeah. Self itself. So. <laughs> yeah. Capital S self. Capital S self. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, that even feels way beyond like an adult part. That feels like true, like spiritual compassion and empathy and yeah. curiosity. Mm-hmm. And uh, awareness and witness. It's just all these like really beautiful parts of us that is the divine yeah you know yeah yeah and i guess so like um one way that i experience self is like it was it was just the other night um when you were in one of your parts and i was i i had this awareness of like oh man these parts don't know the self that they have in you yet they don't know him like they're not connected to him Mm -hmm. and um, myself knew that there wasn't the more that I like try to be that self for these parts, it robs you of the opportunity to find your own self. Mm-hmm. And so me being in self was just holding space, but not trying to fix, not even really trying to soothe, just yeah. like being there your for these parts. Silence. Yeah. My noble silence. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Your parts know what I'm in it too. yeah because every once in a while they'll be like are you still here and you just like have this look on your face of like i'm more here than you know yes (laughs) yeah oh my god that's exactly what it's like yeah Yeah. Yeah, you're good at that every once in a while yeah Mm -hmm. well parts and parts and parts relationships within relationships within relationships yeah i encourage you to try this exercise within yourself and if you're with a partner talking to you folks yeah like um ask your partner get your partner's thoughts on like what their parts are because like actually number one and in this podcast it's helped me experience our memories in a totally different way totally and that was actually really cool and also it's helped me just understand your parts in a different way and then understand my parts in a different way and it's given me more awareness and it's been pretty fun to talk about. Oh, this has been a fun one. Yeah. All of ours are fun. Yeah. It's so playful. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Riggedy wrap it. Riggedy wrap it up. All right, everybody. We love all of you out there. Hopefully this gave you some real fun tidbits to uh, to do. And thanks for hanging in there with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time. On the Heart is a Muscle Podcast. Ooh, that voice.
Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you would like to connect more with the lovely Jordan James or myself, Joseph, this is how you can do that. Yeah, so Jordan here. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter, and my handle is at just Jordan James. Um, I spell my name with an I N, so it's J O R D I N. So at just Jordan James on Instagram or Twitter. How about you, Joseph? So yeah, you can find me at on Instagram or Facebook at uh, the one and only Joseph, and that's spelled the number one and only <laughs> Joseph. And my name is J O S E F. Um, so yeah, hopefully that works. Find me there and check us out. Hope to see you there. See you there. Bye.